In the editorial of the winter 1992 issue of this journal, we urged a reconsideration of traditional Christology in the light of the all-important oracle provided by Psalm 110, verse 1. This verse is precious to the New Testament writers who quote it or allude to it more than any other text of the Hebrew Scriptures, along perhaps with Daniel chapter 7. The importance of Psalm 110.1 lies in its simple description of two divine persons, Yahweh and David's Lord, the latter designated as the one destined to remain at the Father's right hand until he comes as conquering Messiah to subdue his enemies. The scheme thus revealed is the framework of the entire New Testament outlook on the present session of Jesus in heaven and his expected return to establish the messianic kingdom of prophecy in a renewed earth. Yahweh and David's Lord are clearly two persons in the modern psychological sense of that term. There's no possible route from the psalm to the complex definition of person which created in Nicene theology so many intractable problems. The Messianic Christology of Psalm 110 verse 1 places the Messiah in a subordinate yet highly exalted position relative to Yahweh, who remains a distinct person in a class of his own. There's no question of compromising the unrestricted monotheism of the Hebrew Bible. The one God of Israel commands the Messiah to wait until the time comes for his final vindication. As Yahweh's agent, the Messiah is David's Adon, or Lord, with a lowercase l. The form of the word, as it appears in the Hebrew of Psalm 110, verse 1, is Adoni, my Lord. It is a striking fact that the Lord God is nowhere addressed as Adoni. This title is reserved for kings, prophets, human superiors in general, and sometimes angels. Under the strain of having to ascribe co-equality and co-eternity to the Messiah, some commentators have shown a curious tendency to declare against the facts of the Hebrew text that in Psalm 110 verse 1, Yahweh speaks to Adonai. The latter title is, of course, an alternative for the divine name and is used exclusively of Yahweh. Now, if David's oracle had indeed stated that Yahweh spoke to Adonai, now if David's oracle had indeed stated that Yahweh spoke to Adonai, there would be a basis for the development of belief in a Godhead of more than one person. The text as it stands, however, provides no support 
for the deity of the Messiah in a Trinitarian sense. Examples of an unconscious reading of Trinitarian theology into Psalm 110.1 are found in commentators of the present and the last centuries. A.R. Fawcett, writing in 1866, comments on Psalm 110, verse 1. He writes, Jehovah said to Adonai, or my Lord. Jehovah, in verse 1, represents God the Father, and Adonai, says Fawcett, represents God the Son. That's from a commentary, Critical, Experimental and Practical, by Jameson, Fawcett and Brown, written in 1866. But this is to create a potential Trinitarianism, which is not in the text, since the Messiah is called Adonai, not Adonai. Reginald Fuller states that, and I quote, in the Hebrew of Psalm 110.1, the first Lord is the Tetragrammaton, the second, the King, is Adonai. That's from his The Foundations of New Testament Christology, 1965. Fuller goes on to say that Adonai may be used of an earthly ruler, but examples are not cited. In a subsequent chapter, he reads Hebrew correctly and says that the second Lord of our text is Adonai. The confusion of Adonai with Adonai is compounded when Fuller questions whether the New Testament church would have conceded to Jesus a title which was reserved for deity. But Adonai, I remind you, was never a title for deity. It referred to the king and supremely to the Messiah as God's legal agent. Dr. V. A. Spence Little also misreads the Hebrew of Psalm 110, verse 1, explaining the verse, As the Lord Jehovah saith unto my Lord Adonai, Sit thou at my right hand. He then argues for the deity of the Messiah when he states that Jesus definitely implied that this divine name Adonai indicated himself. That's from the book, The Deity of Jesus Christ, 1956. But the argument is entirely flawed and false, and based on an inaccurate reporting of the Hebrew text. John Stott defends Chalcedonian Christology when he maintains that because early Christians addressed Jesus as Kyrios, they meant that he was God since Kyrios was the Septuagint translation of the divine name. We find that in John Stott's book, The Authentic Jesus, written in 1992. However, all this is to overlook the very easy fact that Kyrios was also the translation of Psalm 110, verse 1's Adonai, which was not a title for deity. Kyrios, as used of Jesus, could most appropriately designate the Lord Messiah 
as distinct from the Lord God. For that, see Luke 2, verse 11, Romans 16, verse 18, and Colossians 3, verse 24. The celebrated Smith's Dictionary of the Bible shows how pervasive is this fundamental confusion of the two lords. The dictionary makes the claim that Peter's use of the title Lord for Jesus in Acts 2.36 establishes his deity. With this quotation, after the ascension, the apostles labored to bring the Jew to the knowledge that Jesus was not only the Christ, but was also a divine person, even the Lord Jehovah. Psalm 110 verse 1 is then quoted as proof of this astonishing and stunning assertion. St. Peter, after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost by Christ, says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord, that's Jehovah, and Christ. It's only in a footnote that a later editor corrects the obvious flaw in the argument. The editor says, in ascribing to St. Peter the remarkable proposition that God has made Jesus Jehovah, the writer of this article appears to have overlooked the fact that Kirion, Lord, in Acts 2.36, refers to tokirio mu, my Lord, or to my Lord, in verse 34, quoted from Psalm 110, verse 1, where the Hebrew correspondent is not Jehovah, but Adon, the common word for Lord or Master. The recovery of the Old Testament as the basis of apostolic Christianity will put an end to the age-old desire of commentators to find in the text of Scripture cherished beliefs dating from the post-biblical councils. The misreading of Psalm 110 verse 1 as support for the deity of Jesus is the symptom of a widespread confusion over the identity of the two lords. It's a mistake to claim that Jesus is Jehovah when in fact he is the Messiah appointed to that supreme office by Jehovah. The Smith's Bible Dictionary footnote deserves to become a headline summoning us to belief in Jesus as the Messiah, not God.